everyone, and welcome to the Late to the Game podcast with me, your host, Ellie. And in this episode, I've managed to snag a couple of amazing podcasters from Nintendo Addiction. So welcome, Zach and Dave. And please, please, to start off, tell us what you're playing. I was so tempted just now to leave you with like six seconds of dead air. And I'm not going to. Like, like, I'm here. Just, just like, oh, uh, you didn't actually get anybody. <laughs> we had, Dave, you go first. We had technical <laughs> difficulties, so we're just messing with Ellie. Hi, everybody. I'm Dave. Uh, what I'm playing right now, specifically uh, in Nintendo World, because we're from the Nintendo Addiction Podcast, I'm currently playing replaying Zelda Breath of the Wild, a classic 10 Ooh. out of 10 game. Uh, my wife is currently leading me on the map for all the Korok seeds. She loves it. She picks them all out, points them on the Amazing. map. Amazing. And then uh, also playing a lot of Apex Legends back on my PS4 okay. because it's now cross-compatible. Got a couple buddies on PC who are like, hey, let's play. Amazing. I still need to get Apex Legends updated on my PS5 because I want to see if they have the like the haptic controllers. Yeah, with the gun um, feel, that'd be cool. But what are you playing, Zach? So that's a, that's a tough question right now. So I actually, cur- at the very moment, I'm gameless. Game oh, no. Yeah. An I know. orphan. It's, it's because I just started like a new job and like the puppy's been crazy. Oh, um, okay. But I, the, the game that I consider myself playing right now, okay. um, Dave, I want you to take a wild guess. It's um, Celeste. Ah, so Celeste. Yeah, I've, I've still been playing <laughs> Celeste. <laughs> I can't get enough. He loves dude. it. It's, um, his, it's his favorite game. It really is. It's just so beautiful. And like the, the storytelling is great and just how they dive into like mental illness and anxiety and Ooh. the whole you know the, the whole point of the game is it's not impossible to sort of overcome these obstacles oh, and that's lovely. you know like on my first file i had something like i want to say it was like like thirty thousand deaths or something like that Good uh, Lord. Like something yeah absurd like it's okay to get absurd. over you know the problems through intense repetition <laughs> I think that's like right, exactly intense <laughs> but just infuriating repetition just mind-numbing oh, no. i almost broke my pro controller repetition and oh, and i but i did though i actually started sort of speed running it um and i'm not a speed runner so this is like it's new territory for me but Celeste is one that I've been working on and uh So is Celeste difficult? That's what I have in my brain. I I can see the visuals in my head, but I haven't it, played the game and I'm trying to think of what, it what the gameplay is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is it isn't it isn't. So it's the the nice thing with Celeste is it kind of gives you the opportunity to to make it difficult if you want. Mm-hmm. The base game itself isn't too hard. You can I I would venture to say that the the vast majority of players can make it through the the just the basic main game Hmm. if you want to step up a challenge once you beat the main game there is a level called the core the core okay and so that's like a harder (laughs) version it's like an additional level and then there are the b-sides which are harder versions of all the main levels and then there's the c-side which is a harder (laughs) version of the b-side because it's a weird triangle Um, shape yeah and then (laughs) and then the core gets b and c-sides and then there's a dlc level and it's so, and so does that get like super redundant? Like, sure, there's new challenge, but are you playing like the exact same foes and everything? Or I think it's kind of built to speed run in that, like, oh, in it that totally regard. is. Like, it just it's well, like it's through repetition really... you will get so good, right? And it's not really an enemy based game. Like, it's not you're not really fighting anybody. Like, there's there's a couple of boss battles, but the 
the the sort of draw of it and the challenge of it is the traversal of your just whatever environment you're in because mm. all Celeste has is a a basic jump, a climb, and a dash. Yeah, for anyone who so, hasn't played, it's like a side-scrolling eight-bit classic, but. Uh... It's like the hardest level in Donkey Kong Country you've ever played, where you had to travel up with all the spikies and the platforms. It's like a, a vertical. Right. <laughs> the whole game is a vertical level that's going to give you panic yeah, attacks. It's, it's it's very difficult, and especially when you get to like the seasides. Yeah. But um, yeah, it also it it harrowing. puts you in a position though where you can. And Dave, I'm going to be playing it on like live on stream. Just oh, so yeah. you know. Um, but it's uh, I I mostly say that because I want Dave to be here when I do it. Um, I'll just comment and be but, like, damn, again. But, just, uh, just you and Dave. No one else is invited. No else. Like, it's right. just no, a, it's a private them, so, invite gonna, so listeners, don't bother. Scream it. <laughs> it's some weird fa- OnlyFans stuff. We're going to... Yeah. Right, exactly. Nothing sexual, but Concept. like just the way that we play is going to be very like exciting. So it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. It's like when people ask like a famous director and they're like, oh, George Lucas. It's like, you're famous for like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all these things. And then he's like, well, I've been making all these experimental movies in my basement. And I'm not going to do anything. You're like, what the hell is that? And that's the, that's like that a, is Celeste. That's Grubbs. Or was it like the love connection? And he's like, I still host the occasional episode in my basement. Yes. Like, what? Uh-oh. But I, apart from Celeste, though, I, I, I have to bring up because I just beat it relatively recently, uh, is Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, girl. Good for you. And, oh, my gosh. I'm waiting for my PS5. Literally, Are yeah. you? I'm waiting for it. It's, it's worth the wait. I haven't gotten it yet. I don't want to buy it until I have it. So Yeah, it's, it's it literally on. one of the Sorry, best games I've ever Sorry, I thought you meant the played. PS5. No, no, I don't want to buy it until I'm, I I'm have waiting, it. I'm waiting for it to play Ghost uh, for my PS5. I just want to see it That's in all its glory. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I haven't played it yet either. And I actually lately the issue that I've been having is like I I I need to get through games quicker than I have been. Um just for the nature of like needing to write an article every week. And like granted, I could keep writing about Final Fantasy VII remake. Like I'd be fucking happy sure. to do that. But it's the matter that like I haven't played anything other than Final Fantasy VII remake or Horizon Zero Dawn in like a month or so like i just i need like shorter games because i keep picking these huge masterpieces that take like you know tens of hours potentially a hundred hours to complete and that's just i can't do it i need more i need some more linear linear games to play i'm I'm telling you pick up celeste you gotta switch sounds so hard that or or hades (laughs) is really good on on switch as well yes i want to play hades it's also on the list is that short you'll you'll probably have a hard time at the beginning of it but if you do, just like let yourself get through the first couple levels, hmm. and if you're, I don't know, the, the the feeling that I had initially was, especially in the second level, because in the second level there's somebody chasing you oh. through the level, and she moves at the exact same pace that you do, Ugh. just like behind you. It's like she's a like a, a trail. Oh yeah, it's it is anxiety at its core but see but i have anxiety well that's not right like that's the thing is like it's is it, it it it's like all about this you know it's like kind of overcoming that and defeating that mm. i think you would like it i i think you should definitely i i recommend it to anybody i will geek yeah. about this game until the day that i die all right that's fair you sold me on it i will i will try yes. it however platformers whoo 
It's, oh, I mean, I hate it's, so it's a classic. hard. There are a whole other level of hard to me because like, for yeah. instance, well, and granted, as an adult, I've played, maybe this is an old opinion that I'm just recycling now and have only played the first couple hours of Hollow Knight. So like uh, a Souls game in yeah. a platformer, which yeah. makes it just so unreasonably difficult. And like in Hollow Knight, I don't know if you guys have played it, but there's I played it the like- the first 10 minutes. So there's boss battles in it, you know, like proper boss battles where you have to right. fight them. But in my, in the way that I play anything, when there's a boss battle, I circle around and attack from behind. Like that's oh, yeah. always what yeah, I do. And you can't do this on a platformer. <laughs> you cannot. Right. Yeah, and try to do that in Mega Man. It throws everything work. out. Of- I've just, <laughs> Metroid, I've, 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 apart from like Mega Man or Celeste or some Mario games, I've just, I've never been crazy about platformers. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it, I am the most oldest man here on the podcast i am uh i was i'm the most oldest i am uh going on 33 so i was uh, born and raised here i'm the oldest man uh i uh but it, i was born and raised on platformers so like mario mm. 3 was one of my first you know introductions to that i wanted uh, we've mentioned final fantasy final fantasy one literally my brother play i would watch him for hours on our nintendo entertainment sure. system yeah playing that i mean i think i was one years old when uh one year old when i we got it my he turned five he got our we got our nintendo uh entertainment system and so i've been literally born and raised born and raised yeah Yeah. um (laughs) and yeah and bored sometimes and raised especially (laughs) with like him grinding in ff1 that's when i didn't sure but we mentioned final fantasy 7 remake uh he loves it it's his it is his favorite my brother i go to him for all my final he's played every single game in the series it's he it's his mm, jam wow um he final fantasy 7 was our favorite the original from from ps1 mm-hmm. we love it the first time we played it though we had to wait for the pc port we didn't have a playstation at that point so sure. we had to wait for that um but i remember seeing that and being like this is the next level the next step up so um, let me ask you guys a final fantasy related question because yeah. i'm not I'm not very well versed. Yeah. I bought like the virtual copy of Final Fantasy VII, the original. Good. And I didn't get very far into it. Um, <sighs> I just, I, I honestly just didn't have time to like, really like sit down and get into it. I, I do like turn based, but it's born and raised. That's my jam. The, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it, it depends on the turn based game for me. Like, if you look at something like Earthbound, I think, yeah, I think. Earthbound is like, in my opinion, the Pokemon, best turn-based RPG. That. But I think there. Final Fantasy VII does a phenomenal job of turn, especially yeah. with the limit breaks and whatnot and all that. So my my question That's is, what's the big difference then when you're going to the remake versus oh, the original combat? It's like only first the first foremost. couple chapters as well. Yeah, right? it's giving you half the game. The next one's going to be so. I think it was three really? discs on the PlayStation One. Ours was yeah. at least three on PC. Yeah, I and think I've heard it's like three or four. I think it's, it's the first like. The first disc is huge, and I think it's it gives you that. Do you get out of Midgar, and then is there... I don't know. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler like, alert. <laughs> oh, Ellie, are you still in Midgar? <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, this is yeah. an honest question. Yes. Yes? You haven't even completed, like, a 30-second of the game. You think Midgar's like, oh, oh, Ellie. <laughs> you leave that city... And then the whole game starts. So just wait. See, that's what I have it, heard people talking. My about brother. So like, in the ori- <laughs> in the original game, it takes if you're just playing like not grinding, not really, you know, just kind of getting through the story, getting you know, doing stuff, doing some extra right. stuff. It takes you about five to eight hours to get out of Midgar. Okay. Then you do your highway chase, and I don't want to spoil that. 
That's that fun. one's so cool. You get on I a have. motorcycle. Oh, you have done that. Yes, I don't know what Midgar is. Midgar is the, the city. Midgar is your main city. Thing. Midgar is the okay. city that you start out in. Then you leave. Then you go is that to Sector Seven. Sector or... Seven is a sector of Midgar. Midgar has all the sectors in it with all the reactors. See, this is. Did you do the highway? Were you on your motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So let me let me explain. Because if you got on your motorcycle, you left the city. You're out. Dave, oh. just with your, uh, were you on the motorcycle? Dude, you on the motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for anyone, you know, this yeah. is an audio medium, but we have to explain. I look that like Dave a Muppet character. I look like really the chef. Excited. Like a sweet, you know, the Swedish chef, how he has human arms, right. but it's like a puppet up top, so it's just like super like exaggerated. Or like Kermit when he gets all excited. Megar! Elton John! This is all staying in. This, this, is, this, is, this is all making I, it I, I almost I made my way back to my Gilbert Gottfried impression just then. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come full circle. We'll in get a there. But yeah, but with, I would say combat. The original questions that it would be because they've turned it into the combat style. I almost call it the Kingdom Hearts style that started at the action okay. RPG combat where it's not turn based, but it's. It is. I don't know how to. The you best can way to choose your it. turns. Yeah, basically. Well, the, the, and, but, the turns bring are up the kind, little aren't they? Menu. I, they used I to mean, be. you have so you've got so much time whenever your menu is up in remake that like it doesn't really feel like it's time. Okay. And you can like give your characters the because uh, you have supporting cat. It's three characters at a time you can play with. So it's like uh, from what I understand, you can give them commands if you want, but you can also like kind of auto set them to do support or do their thing basically kind of am i mistaken uh yeah so basically like for me anyways like the build that i've got is um so there are two i don't know how much you know zach so i'm gonna go like a bit deeper into it assume i know nothing i know it all i have this we we had we had to buy a second (laughs) strategy guide because we turned the pages too many times in the first one that's so So cool with the original you guys i'm coming from the late 90s on this so that is where Amazing. that's where i'm at Amazing. beautiful so the point where i'm at actually i was playing it about 10 minutes before we started recording Perfect. Nice. Um, i am in a place called wall market yeah, so this wall is market. sector six yeah da, da, so da. um oh have you talked to you know, don corneo yet no it's i'm about to get real weird it is, and I'm so excited because I have some spoilers. Like I have seen certain things, and there is like it is but a wild. Awesome! Ride. They yeah, handle but... it in a really progressive, amazing way that yeah. maybe the first game didn't. If that gives, and I don't, wanna, I'm not gonna say any spoilers, but it's like a very, I'll say sexual portion mm-hmm. of the game, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So it's you're basically in a brothel. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. A brothel well, show. I got a really aggressive hand massage earlier, and I thought it was going to yes. turn into something else. And I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> that is, I love Square Enix being like, "It could turn into something else." <laughs> yeah, they're like happy ever after. Right? If you have the PS5, um, your haptic controller, it will feel. Right. Like oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but anyways, um, so in terms of the combat, yes. So. Um, I have two characters, so Barrett and Aerith are basically the ones that I use as my like healing characters. Can um, I ask a because question? they're good range. Is Can? it spelled with a TH or is it an S? For it, me it's it, TH, but I know the original is Aerith. Is it in the game is it spelled Aeris or Aerith? It's Aerith. Ah, so in they the, like fully remake. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how I feel about uh, that, but okay. Fair enough. Yeah, no, because I actually Ned has a he has a problem with it as well. Anytime we talk about it, 
Um, he loves remake, absolutely loves remake, and Seven is like his favorite yeah. game ever. Um, but whenever he talks about it, it's always Eris. I think I'm with Ned like, on this he, one. He, he doesn't mentally switch the names at all. Yeah. It's like, always, it doesn't I'll matter never if she's Eris. It's like, a, it's like in Spanish, how they have like the, if they're, it's a Spanish speaker from Europe, it's with a TH, yes, they lisp. So right. it's lisp, but if it's a Mexican speaker, it's they hard S. So I'm like, no, so I'm a right. traditionalist. But anyway, proceed. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so in the battle, uh, tactics and I'll, I'll just do this briefly, but, um, so I have Barrett, who's this like giant black man has like a gun arm and Hell he's yeah. amazing. And he's got he's like super a very, he's super vulgar, he's a, but like, he's honestly, awesome. he's this vigilante hippie. Yeah. Like he's got this old <laughs> daughter and he's got a huge gun arm. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. His little, his daughter is Marlene and she's so small and she's so cute she's and little- gentle and she's got a very squeaky voice. Um, and then Barrett's this giant man, Big old but, um, because he's a distance fighter, I always use him as my like health guy and, uh, Aerith as well. But, um, in the combat, it's super cool the way you go through the turn-based stuff because like, it's got this beautiful melding of like real time action. So like, if you panic, you can spam, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like Like, you can spam attack as much as you want. Um, but in order to get into like your abilities and use spells and magic and stuff, like which is so cool. Um, oh, that's when you can like bring up your little, uh, your little menu. And it's cool. Cause like the action is still moving, but it's in slow motion as you're going through your menu, which is like oh, so okay. visually appealing as well. The material oh, linking so and all the spell, that was my favorite. And they, I feel like they, in, in eight, they tried to redo it. In nine, they tried to do it in 10. They really crapped the bed with their whole grid system. <laughs> I hate 10. I'm just going to throw this out there. I get shit for People have suggested the that's time. the next one I play. I hate only... 10 with a passion because people <gasps> love it. So I just hate it. I, hate I, I it. think the only Final Fantasy game that I played was Final Fantasy Tactics. Is that right? Tactics is that's... great. It's what a classic. Oh, that it's was... an old one. Ellie. It was Game Boy? Yep. Okay. Tactics is an old one. And it's cool because it's like you get like a whole map grid and you have like you set your dudes and they can like attack. It's very turn based, like super turn based. You take and I love it. It's more of like one of those field battle games where you're like overhead and right. And yeah, you like give your guy. They can move like squares that you can move to. And then, yeah. And like they can attack if they get to this spot or like do this and help. Right. That those are awesome. So I, I guess when I'm when I'm thinking about the turn-based stuff, and again, I know there's a big difference between, you know, Final Fantasy VII the original, and then this remake where it's mm. more action RPG. But do you guys have a preference as far as like something like an Earthbound style, where when you when it's your turn to attack, you could leave the system alone for ten minutes and be fine, um, or something where you are kind of forced to make? Because I get like anxious when there's like a timer on screen. And it's like, okay, you better make a you better make a call. I like panic a little bit, especially if I don't know the menus super well. Mm. Um, so what's your what's your guys' take on that or your preference on that? I mean, I definitely get anxious if there is a time limit. However, I think it's very important to have that pressure because it's the real time battlefield of it. Whereas like if you don't right. have it, then you're completely removed from the situation. And I feel like that kind yeah, of anxiety, that like fast thinking yeah. is that's what's important to me. Yeah. Well have you Ellie, have you played earthbound or no no i haven't um my oh, only snap. other turn-based my like kind of my my really only other uh turn-based experience would be nino cooney um, okay that was a great game too i never beat that one the I only thing beat- i didn't like about nino cooney is i felt like the encounters about halfway through were so frequent yes that i got to a point where i was exhausting. like i cannot play this damn game because i walk two steps 
and I encounter something, I just want to totally. walk to the store. Like, yeah, um, yeah. But you, you should definitely check out Earthbound. It's because I think they did a, a great job, not to like change the topic here of the game, but yeah. they did a great job of you can take as much time as you want, but they keep the atmosphere very fluid and um like especially during boss battles like the the background will kind of be waving and moving and like pulsating and you kind of have to it, it makes you not want to take your time and, and i almost a, like yeah. that a little bit it was bit originally better, super nintendo a little trippy yeah yes, it was super nintendo yeah. it, it was mother oh, wait, 2 wait, so wait. mother yeah. 1 was for the nes which i've never played mother That's 2 right. earthbound was in america on super nintendo and then mother 3 released in japan on the game boy advance only yes uh, there have been fan translations though and i have not played it i'm waiting for so. another like a switch remake or something to come out like a oh my god <laughs> if they remake I, Earthbound, I, I will literally shit my pants i do want to throw, literally... i do want to throw a couple things i'm gonna i'm gonna tie everything we just talked about up and then yes. introduce a new topic so one of my first action... i'm gonna introduce the new topic actually because <laughs> You guys, you're from Nintendo Addiction, and we, we have named this podcast episode Nintendo Addiction Anonymous. So this True. is your time that's to why. talk about anything besides Nintendo. And, we're talking about, <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I'm trying to rein it back in. I, my first <laughs> and it's my fault. It's my fault. It is, I'm wearing a Nintendo shirt, Celeste, damn it. Look, Starbound, all the, Earthbound, all this hey, shit. Hey, Celeste is cross-platform, man. That is, is That, that is, is true. <laughs> But and Ghost of Tsushima doesn't even know what Nintendo is. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> ironically, it's Japanese. Uh, but um, the my very first introduction, at least that I can remember, was uh, to action RPGs was Star Wars Ooh. Knights of the Old Republic, which just announced okay. they're getting a remake for it. I'm very excited. And that was oh, nice. a game where it's like, yes, you could give you had support characters or attack characters, defense characters. And you if you could switch between them actively, you could pause the hard pause and just be like, OK. We're in a battle. I gotta. I can switch mm-hmm. to this guy. Give him a command. Switch over here. Give them a command. Come back to me. Set up using the force or something, and then hit start. Let that happen and proceed. So it was like a really nice, solid mixture. Or you could let them do whatever you want, like Zach said. And literally, I could leave my main character and just let them go. Mm. Also, right. Ellie and Zach. Yes. There are two <laughs> famous supporting characters in the Final Fantasy VII games: Biggs and Wedge. Do you know yeah. what those are references to? I have no idea you what know why they're named Biggs to, but and I know Wedge? that there are I know that they're in every game. It's a Star Wars reference. Is it? Really? It is. In the first movie, Biggs and Wedge, uh Wedge Antilles is one of the most famous uh supporting characters in Star Wars. He is a pilot. Uh he is the only other captain of Rogue Squadron, but he both Biggs and Wedge assault the first Death Star with Luke Skywalker in the first movie. Biggs passes away tragically, Biggs Lightyear. Oh shit. Uh, he is uh, he's, uh, Luke's best friend from Tatooine, but uh, but Wedge Antilles survives uh, both Death Star assaults. In fact, he is the one who throws the uh, torpedo into the second Death Star with Lando Calrissian on the Millennium Falcon. He's re- he's giving support in his X-wing. So that's where my knowledge that's is at. That's a date. <laughs> I, I, so I need to brag on Wedge, my buddy that's Dave That's why they're part of the Rebellion forces in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII because they're part of the Rebellion in Star Wars. Bing. So. Ellie, did did you know that Dave is literally like the encyclopedia on Star Wars? I have a feeling for it now, but I, no, yeah, previously I had not known. I was so excited. I was like, we've got to talk about KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. It's one of my favorite yeah, RPGs. Yeah. And it's perfect because it is an, a, a great example of an original action RPG. It, I put it up there with like Fable in these, hey, we oh, made a so really good. strong presence as breaking the bounds of this game that like a dungeons and dragons 
originally Final Fantasy One was they're like, how can we put Dungeons and Dragons into a video game? And they called it right. Final Fantasy because it was their last attempt at a game. They would run I out of funding. I did know that. They were That's like, well, cool. This is our last attempt, but now we have seventeen of them, so they're final. Yeah. 17 times. <laughs> They're never final. They're never, yeah. That's yeah. the irony. But yeah. Fantasy's unbounded. They're like, how can we make this turn-based board game or like table? Fantasy's game? unbounded yeah. is 100% a sex shop. Like there's like that's You're so gotta right. Be. It's gotta be. What do you Fantasy's unbounded. <laughs> that's the next venture, boys. That's right. our next episode. <laughs> the haptic controller. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, everything would just be game puns and Absolutely. all way too sexual. Yep. Right, exactly. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, so what are some of your, um, and you can you can be positive with this as well, but what I wanted to hit on is like, what are some of your guys' pet peeves with being like a Nintendo-only podcast? Because I know you guys play a lot of games. It's not just Nintendo. Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, honestly, the the thing that gets me the most is if there's a game that I'm not particularly into, but mm-hmm. the Nintendo fan base is really into, mm-hmm. there's like an immediate disconnect. Like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I would say our biggest, like most interactive fan base is the Super Smash Brothers fan base. And while I love Super Smash Brothers, I haven't played <laughs> Ultimate that much. Like Same. I just don't play it too often. And We're not um, masters of it by any means. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll uh, always pick it even up. Like, like, you know, Oh yeah, sure. And even like, you know, the newer Pokemon games, I haven't beaten a lot of the newer Pokemon games or mm. so it, it's the only thing that gets a little, I don't want to even say pet peevey, but like frustrating is when I'm like, okay, I don't have as much time as I did when I was 13 to go sure. and play all of these brand new releases. Like I know Zelda, like the back of my hand, I'm a huge geek for that. Animal I know Crossing Pokemon, big, the first couple gens really well. Yeah. yeah like, and, like they, I, everyone's obsessed still with Animal Crossing. I feel like. Yeah. Which is yeah. Fine. Animal Crossing I did get into. Yeah. Um same. But then but yeah, it's, it's like just... hard stop. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so that, that that's really the biggest thing is like I you know, so the the story behind the page is we actually um took over the page from a friend of ours who oh. um we had run some ads on Nintendo Addiction when we had our old podcast, Franchise Unpacked, and <sighs> then again when we had our second oldest podcast, Hitbox Heroes. Two white guys podcasting? Sp- what? <laughs> who would have thunk it? Not in 2020. Technically, Hitbox Heroes is still going. We're just on hiatus. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Always. But we we started talking to him, and he was like, hey, I'm kind of like, uh, he does Instagram pages full time. Like, that's his job. Oh, God. Um, it's got to be exhausting. I know. I can't imagine. But, but I mean, he, you know, me. you know, he's doing well for himself with it, so I'm I'm happy for him. But uh, he asked us basically if he wanted to take over the page. And mm. um, so we worked out some stuff and we ended up taking it over. So it's it's been interesting because there's this immediate pressure, right? Like we take over a page that has 70,000 followers. Yeah. Well, at the time it was like 65, I think. We, we've grown it now to almost 75. Oh, yeah. that's a big difference. Oh, no, no, no. You know, me easily. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, it was, but it was a big, like it felt like a responsibility. And now even still, it's like, you know, once a week or every other week, I go in and I schedule like, 30 posts 40 posts dave goes in uh every day or every other day and leaves comments on different things and Good yeah so it's like it, it is essentially a part-time job but um, yeah absolutely it yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the only frustrating thing is when people it's usually when people take it too seriously 
You know what I mean? They get I mean, that's games. always when the fun is ruined. Just like know? in right. Star Wars. What a healthy, supportive fan group to have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so glad to be part of this fan base. You know, I have so yeah, much to be yeah. proud of. Yeah. They've always but been so welcoming. Let's harass minorities off of Twitter because they were cast right. in a movie. Exactly. <laughs> Makes total sense. Terrible. Well, and Ali, though, you, I'm curious to see what some of your frustrations are, too, though, because you, your brand, yeah. you know, being sort of like late to the game and, um, you know, I, I feel like it's especially difficult and it shouldn't be disclaimer. It should not be this way, but I feel like it's especially <laughs> difficult for female gamers to be looked at as gamers and oh, not as yeah. like, you know, like it's like the, the classic meme of like the, the girl like biting the controller yeah. and it's like, and people are like then cutting their controllers with forks and like knives. And, yeah. and, and so I, I have to imagine that, that, that struggle to like, to show like hey look i'm i'm a good gamer i like you're, you're good with telling these like narratives and like you know constructing these uh almost like essay like uh I, 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 essays the i blog guess posts? yeah yeah the blog thesis. posts and, yeah like a full thesis yeah and, and like very very well done and in no way like a I don't know, like like an attention grab, an influence. Um, sure. You know, like I don't want to use the yeah, term yeah. influencer because we e-girls. all are. You know, yeah, yeah the ego. Like, yeah. Yes. So yeah. I, I, so what type of, uh, I guess, obstacles have you had to overcome with that? Because I feel like that'd be a really difficult thing to do. I mean, you're kicking ass at it, but I'm I'm really Thank curious you. to hear like what some of those, um, like pitfalls are. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Dave has actually commended me on this as well in like a separate conversation, but just. Uh, in the beginning, it was definitely harder. Um, but yeah. now that I've built up, uh, you know, kind of a rapport with the people that are in my community, um, and like the way I stream, the way I communicate with my community, like I kind of, I just, I'm very firm on my boundaries and my expectations. Right. And I am very, I have, like, I say this all the time. I have no tolerance for bullshit. Like I just right. don't, <laughs> I'm like, I will block you. I will delete your messages. Right. I have no shits given there because like I mean it's a double-edged sword like I know I'm a pretty woman I'm an intelligent woman I'm a very capable woman so like there's always going to be more opportunities and so I have no concerns with shutting people down and putting right. that shit out you know and especially yeah. Yeah, I hope it's... that was like an okay question to ask yeah. like, of course of course it's, yeah it's an interesting well, and, and I, I... situation too I think Ellie is on the forefront of taking the battle back to especially with these situations that we're kind of talking about like 100%. if someone leaves a comment or sends a message or something like that by calling them out they've had this veil oh, yeah. to hide behind for so long this whole screen which is the internet mm-hmm. and comment sections but by calling right. people out and for the time being because there's nothing to screen it automatically for us or handle it for us automatically that is right. the best it's not letting people get away with their bullshit and I yeah commend right well, and, and you're people... a stronger woman than me Oh, thank you. (laughs) Because I told her in the conversation you mentioned, I said something along the lines of uh, you do a wonderful job of fielding this uh, chicanery. And it is, yeah, it's handled incredibly. Yeah, I mean, and the reason you guys know that I'm dealing with it as well is because like the way I handle it and some people are like, because if I wanted to, I could take all of the the messages that I get and I could respond to them and tell them why those guys are nasty, why they're doing inappropriate things and blah, blah, blah. We know that. But, we know why they're nasty. Yeah. Like, you don't need to explain that yeah. anymore right. in this day and age. But, 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 what, but instead, what I'm doing for anyone that hasn't seen them, like, uh, whenever I get a particularly, like, gross message or something, I usually just, like, screenshot it and save that and then immediately block the person and then put it in my story to be like, you guys have to confront this bullshit as long as I do. Yep. Right. And, um, Don't bring and it honestly, here. like, 
honestly, I I am I'm weeding people out. Like I yeah. people unfollow me pretty regularly, Good. but it's because they're taking their garbage away. And I'm like, cool. I right. want well, nothing I to do too, with it's, this. People, especially people who are willing to send messages like that, yes. get very easily intimidated. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if they think that somebody is anything more than just like you were saying, like. And again, like if if e girl is somebody's brand and what they're doing, more power to you. Do your thing, sure. please. Yeah, yes. like, yeah. We don't want. I think we don't want to disparage <laughs> yeah, no, no. any sort of. Yeah, like yeah, I said, no, I know I'm sure. influencing sound like a problem. You know, right? What, whatever right, your right. like, what, whatever your influence is, right. like take it, run with it. If you're having fun and you're being safe and you're not hurting yes. anybody, mm-hmm. like that's go for it, one hundred percent. But I think that people get intimidated when um when someone like you is coming along and you're you're being serious and you're 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 addressing topics and they you know they all of a sudden think that they have to like puff out their chest and like yeah. you know especially like they go into like gorilla this mode is art form now you're playing like when you do a god of right. war stream yes. you're playing basically a modern talent you're the equivalent of uh especially when you stream of uh any of the philosophers or anyone telling these stories that might like a, right okay, they told this back in ancient Greece this way. Now we're being told Mm. it this way. I'm presenting it to the masses who might not be able to see it. So like, this is, yeah, I, I, it just, it's art. It's a very flattering, very flattering analogy. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You're basically Homer. You're basically, you know, I mean, no pressure, Um, right? uh, Yeah. Yeah. No no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Uh, But yeah, so I mean, I definitely, I definitely have pet peeves on on my own thing, but it is just always, you know, like not going to tolerate it, and I make that right. very, like abundantly clear that I am supposed to be taken seriously in this in yeah. this platform, and I will always make room for my own voice in any given room. Yeah, I think that's my biggest pet peeve too. It's like I think yeah. reactionary, reactionary things on all levels. If you react, like yeah. I remember. Again, bringing back up Star Wars, Battlefront Two caught <laughs> all, all of the sh- all the heat, and it needed to. EA, mm-hmm. screw those guys. I mean, I've all EA, right. they're the classic <laughs> middle finger to those dudes. But it was a necessary thing that needed to happen with the whole loot box situation. That was a whole. I mean, and it we determined this is gambling. You're making children gamble mm. when you preside. Right. So that's illegal. Very. I remember Australia was the first country to be like, you're making our kids gamble. It's not. Right. <laughs> and then, um, is that your best that Australian Cockney accent? That was Cockney. Yeah, that was just like, I, like drifting. Or no. Yeah, um, but uh, a but Cockney I, pirate just made his appearance. But I remember, I remember that game. If you pick it up right now, it is still a fantastic multiplayer. One of the best yeah. Battlefront games right. I've ever played. You can literally do anything you've ever wanted to do in a Star Wars battle to like any reference of that, and yet people. Mm burned it to the ground because of the loot box mm. situation and deservedly so somebody there had to be a martyr there had to be like somebody had to be put on a pedestal <laughs> right. to all come crashing down you know however <laughs> they ruined this game that was fantastic i mean ea lost their rights their exclusive rights which i'm glad D- disney was like Ubisoft, and I'm like, yeah, we're about to get a bunch of awesome. You just turned into Mario. I hope but, you realize. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that uh, I think that it, it 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 was a necessary evil that had to come crashing down. Like that. Yes, the mm-hmm. I hate the reactionary politics of all that. However, it did. I don't know if we're ever going to see like loot boxing again at that level. Mm. Like, I don't know I hope if not, man, I hate that stuff. It is. And it, that is another <laughs> pet peeve. Like 
buy play to play pay to play pay to win mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. i'm like okay I, that's the cool thing about apex kind of bringing it back around to that what i was playing earlier you can buy stuff in the game you can buy new characters you can buy stuff but it never gives you a tactical advantage you never oh, you will I never see, own a, a gun that will do more damage if i pick up that same gun in the field like it, okay. it's right. you never but there that was battlefront at first i mean they were like hey darth vader can literally crush people with his mind but you have to spend ten dollars if you want him. and yeah. like no one no other character could do that and they're like okay oh, we'll terrible. nerf it but we're keeping it ten dollars and they're like no 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 okay we'll we'll stop <laughs> right but it just crushed it so yeah reactionary politics and reactionary i don't know everything you're like gotta give stuff a chance it's like game mm. development is such i look at it like science you're like you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to trip over your own dick, but like, we've got to keep moving forward. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Wait, what I did mean, you just say? Trip over your own trip dick. Over your own dick. <laughs> I yeah. did. I did. But it's I've like never heard to that before. A, to make a better game. You know, you've got to make those mistakes. You've got to correct. That's, that sounds like an awful fate to befall anybody. <laughs> you know, whenever it's the length of. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you need a coil, see a doctor. <laughs> yes, please. We insist. But. To bring it over to something a bit more positive, um, (laughs) with your, you know, with your Nintendo addiction life, um, what are some things that you love about getting to do Nintendo all the time? Dave, Dave, you want to take this one first? I do. I love, I'm a big franchise guy, as you can tell. I love Star Wars. I love, I I I do love Disney. I do love these cartoons. I love things that take their history and expand mm-hmm. upon it and bring it into their future games. I've talked about Grand Theft Auto before being, you know, not Nintendo, but like they've now they're incorporating their past, even if it's not in the same technical current universe, they're bringing it in. Zelda mm-hmm. does an amazing job. I think Nintendo has the best, hands down, historically in the last. Oh God, this feels like a almost, big statement. It is. It's a grand sweeping statement. Come at me if you disagree. <laughs> They have the best <laughs> roster of original content and IP you will ever find in any other game company. Tell me, Sony, a list of characters. I can give you, I will give you more characters off Nintendo's playlist than you can give me right. Sony, Sega, even Sega. And they sold out to everybody. But like, yeah. I mean, you think Sega? Sonic. Okay, give me another two. You can't. I, can't. You I could give I you, I could this. probably <laughs> lose count with Nintendo. I mean, you've got Metroid, you got Star Fox, you got Mario, you got Zelda, you've got Pikmin, you've got, and they that's the other thing too. They keep coming. Pikmin started on GameCube and has become such in 20 years later is now, right. you know, this. I had no idea yeah, Pikmin I, was still going. Pokemon. I, I, I mean, they can Pokemon's land their huge. IP. Stick with it. The stick to itiveness. That's how you make billions of dollars. Stick to itiveness. I love it. Mickey is a hundred years old, and he's still the biggest (laughs) bankroll for those. I mean, like, think about it that way. You've they have Mario, Mario and Luigi, Donkey Kong. You and then they get these their own games, (laughs) and then they bring them all back for Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, all their sports games. They can right. it's, It's they've done something that if they if they literally scrapped every other third party game and just focused on them they could sell every system i would buy every system because those games are always incredible too there's never one that's really lacking the the thing for me that uh, that i really love and and again we had another podcast called hitbox heroes where we were talking about all kinds of games and that was a lot of fun because there's obviously a lot of other games that we enjoy but the nice thing about sort of niching down to just nintendo is first of all exactly what dave said um, and second of all, the fact that if you're looking at an original Nintendo IP, um, and something that's like a main series game, 
they always, 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 always have polish. And mm. that phrase I've heard thrown around a lot, like it's got the Nintendo polish. Like look at something like Breath of the Wild or even, um, I don't know if you guys have played the remake of Link's Awakening, but they kind of went with this like tilt shift. It looks like you're in a miniature set um, and it's very kind of cutesy, or, uh, but it's yeah. so polished. They, they, they had some frame rate issues with that one, but. It, it, I don't even want to say AAA. Nintendo almost has its own. Like, I mean, yeah. God, it does God seem to exist in its own it sector. Does. They do their yeah. own thing because they're not trying to necessarily compete graphically or performance-wise with some of these giant, like, sure, they're not going to yeah. get Far Cry 6 when it comes out. And that is going right. to be a AAA release, and it's going to right. be stunning graphics, stunning performance. Mm-hmm. However, it's going to be spread across two to three systems. There will be mm. bugs between those two to three systems. There right. will be mm. graphic and performance differences between those three systems. But Nintendo's games will always be yeah. consistent, and they live in their own rating. They almost. They're like, we yeah. made this game for us, and no other system has to run it. The the, the big thing for me, and I will always go back to this. We got to take a minute. We got to talk about the Legend of Zelda, because of I mean, I would expect I, nothing less from totally the both is. of you. I I, I truly <laughs> think. And I am a little bit of a Zelda fanboy. Mm, I'll admit it. A little bit. So, just a little. Just a little. I, I literally, within arm's <laughs> reach. Do you have a Master on. Sword or the Hyrule Within sword? arm's reach, I have oh, there it is. these two Zelda classics that are collectors. In case he has to throw them at anybody because they're in game. I have a strategy cases, so guide like for the cases. N64. <laughs> I have a Zelda Game & Watch. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Game Watch, not Game & Watch. That's so cute. Like, I have I, I got it all. Her, so, his dog's name Zelda, I, but that was coincidence. my dog is named Zelda. They nailed it on that. It one. was they fate. Didn't name it. Not yeah. I have a master sword over there. Like fate. I love it, and the reason, and again, it goes back to that Nintendo polish is that they've they've developed this story for thirty years now, over thirty years now. That is, it doesn't always have to be super concise because, like, if you're looking at the timeline, it's not. It doesn't quite add up, and everything's sure, not a hundred percent. But they've developed this universe where you don't care, where you can just, you can play it off as it's a different universe. It's a different whatever. Well, it seems like there are separate timelines. They were smart to do that. They're like, you can now divide it up and make sense of all of it. You're like, oh, if this happened, you can go that way. The characters are so rich and the music is so inspiring and inspired itself. And it really kind of- will absolutely give it that for sure. Like it, it set the pace for- like every single adventure game i mean it started when you know miyamoto would just kind of like explore as a kid in the forest and that's why the original game you know there there's like the burn every bush bomb every wall trope and and that's why miyamoto decided to make that something where you could actually go and explore all those areas on your own as link in zelda that that's one of the reasons that i really get into the nintendo stuff because i can i can sit on that for hours and hours and kind of going off what Zach was saying too, I mean, even the, I don't want to say worst, the our least favorite Zelda game. Zach, I'm going to say probably Skyward Sword of recent. Oh, absolutely. Eras. It's still a phenomenal job that they did. I mean, because that game is supposed to be like a 25th anniversary celebration almost. They still bring yeah. so much history and so much of your reference, even if it's like, oh, I right. never played Majora's Mask, but that character is a reference to that, or they have the same name. Even if my favorite thing is, especially now that we're replaying Breath of the Wild, uh, when Kim's looking at the map, I'll look at all these names of the mountains or the, the just the names of the areas, and right. they're all based off of 
I mean, literally, Rudo is an original sage from the very first game. I think he's the guy who gives you the right. sword. Oh, Rudo, cool. like they R- use all Rudo, yeah, all that sort of stuff. So it's just that appreciation and the attention to detail that you get away with when you've owned the IP for 40 years. Sure. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there is definitely like a legacy that they've built for themselves and they have like, it's rather than I feel like maybe this is an insane analogy, but this is what happened in my heart. But I thought of <laughs> rather than, rather than them like building on top of the surface, I feel like they're like carving into the mountain. Yes. Like, like, like that's yeah. how I Tunnel visually in. imagine it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just make it so much more rich that any i don't doubt any future endeavor you know fill yeah. my right. fill that world fill yeah, my imagination give me that's and again bring it back to star wars every time you see you know or like <laughs> i mean any speculation zach and i've been talking about breath of the wild too but every time like a new star wars is coming out i know i'm talking to my friends about like who do you think this character is or how do you think the relationship's gonna are we gonna see this person come in and talk to that guy is are they gonna come save the day it gives you this you have so much to pull back or to pull from you're mm-hmm. you're like oh i don't think this will happen because historically this happened so it's like sure i i do that's phenomenal i want to interject something here dave yeah. yeah so so i don't know if anybody listening would know this um even from our podcast that they would know this dave is like the best person in the world to have like a deep intellectual conversation with <laughs> when we were in college together we literally <laughs> would hang out so we were, were we're actors and we would hang out in the green room uh like between classes and we would li- and i'm not exaggerating we would literally have conversations about theoretical physics and time travel i love that based like, off of like movies out. that we had seen because like yeah, that's clearly out. the fact oh you saw that christopher right. nolan movie that's science so we're gonna right really <laughs> hours yeah. hours really and dive. hours but yeah. the, the point that i'm getting at is like it's it's if you're looking for someone to have like a good like geek out conversation with dave's your guy hit him up on our socials <laughs> the fodder you feed I mean, me zach it's the fodder you feed <laughs> so i do have a small confession to make um so i'm not <laughs> oh no i'm i just feel like dave's gonna just abandon me She's maybe drop off the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, think I that's don't it. like it you don't like it that's i don't like star wars 100%. i don't like it that's and okay. as like for okay so since you've said it's okay i'll double down yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, i'm curious i'm curious i want to see if i can somehow movie. sway i can throw like a curveball and see if i can uh, i don't know if you will sway nope, me that's okay um <laughs> are you from... a star trek fan any of those I actually, sci-fi. I have yet to embark upon okay. Star Trek, but I, I'm sure I will actually really like it. Yeah, one sci-fi not, one's It's not the fantasy. idea, because I, I love, like, the space opera idea, sure. you know? Like, I'm, I'm on board with it. Like, I, it, has, it has a lot of the right ingredients for me, but from strictly a writing perspective, oh, I think George it's Lucas got the, I think it's got the weakest oh, storylines, the most incorrigible dialogue, oh, like... I mean, I I, can't, I can't abide by it. (laughs) It is. And I have to, I blame George. I I have to give him a lot of props for everything, but I also have to blame him for a lot of trash. A, he is not a, not the greatest director. Also Mm. his writing, like you said, is absolute dog shit. Well, and like the original Star Wars movie was like saved in the edit completely. Yeah. It's so dramatic and so overproduced. So when you do run into a character like Han Solo, who almost talks normal, like, or has like a little bit of 
wit to him, you're like, oh, yeah. thank right. God, a breath of fresh air. You're like everything's not <laughs> yes. like Shakespeare. <laughs> no, truly. Like Kylo Ren is like a Shakespeare character who like every girlfriend broke up with. Like he's like Hamlet almost. It's like this real like drag. But yeah. I, I, it's, I, I remember watching one of those documentary, one of the documentaries where they asked George Lucas about like being a screenwriter and like writing these scripts and stuff. And he's mm. like, I'm hitting like such, such sweeping mythology and, and religion and all these mm. aspects that I'm just trying to like funnel it all down into like a very, the quickest. And mm. even though each movie is almost three hours, but like, that everyone can understand internationally. <laughs> like these, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's writing, I think more to themes. And I think, yeah, no, it's like, sure. It's yeah. all this, like, you know, if it's we want to tie it back to video grand. games, yeah. it's all, it's all of like, it's the same kind of nonsense of like Hideo uh, Kojima can just never be stopped. Oh God. You know? it, like, it, and it's all like, hot, they hot have, nonsense. They just have like, they just <laughs> you, have artistic range and will just put anything that they want without any sort of editing. Play a Metal Gear game right. and make sense of it. Okay. I tell absolutely me will never what, play Metal Gear Play Solid, a Metal Gear, any Metal God. Gear game and tell me the plot of that game and tell me all the character, what's going on. It is nonsense. But I absolutely agree. But Ellie, don't you love like the Battle of Hoth when they're like flying and like? I guess. I mean, sure. Like the 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 action stuff is cool. Play Battlefront. And like I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board with like the music and stuff. It's just like everything that I do. Like I mean, you guys know this. Everything I do is in pursuit of storytelling, and like the story is. And they and and there's two fucking death stars. Like come on, they screw up the story. too much as well i don't even want to talk about episode nine i'm a huge but i agree with you i am yes i i look at every time i see a star wars movie i go in there saying man i'm gonna have a lot of fun there's probably gonna be something that bugs me about this i can i could list that i could lose count in every movie stuff that bugs me but in the consistency too you're trying to like rein everything like especially now late late in the game disney tries to retcon and like mm. you got to do it with some respect, but also, but also their story. <laughs> the small Yiddish grandma just yeah. sneaked in there. <laughs> how, how, their, how their story wound up was not great. I'm not a big fan. But then again, The Mandalorian is one of the best things that has been produced. In I will say, it's the best thing Disney's done with it, and mm. the best thing that's come out of Star Wars since 1982. Or 1980. The Mandalorian I mean, was incredible. I think, I think everyone agrees yeah. with you on that. I actually I haven't watched it yet, but I know I know it's something I'm going to appreciate. If you love, I mean, I'm on board with you. Like Ghost of Tsushima, it's it's Yojimbo. The whole show is Yojimbo. The whole okay. show is Seven Samurai. The whole show is Kurosawa movies. It is a western. It is fistful of dollars. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Who knew this would Star be the Wars. Star Wars podcast? I'm telling you, I know. I, t- I turned everything into a Star Wars podcast. What's your what's your hot take on it, Zach? How do you feel on Star Wars? Yeah, um, I I enjoy it, but I also I don't pursue it. Um, if that makes sense, fair. Like if it's, don't fair. I feel like we've got all we've got <laughs> the main points of the spectrum here. Avoid sure. it like the like a plague because the fandom. It's not. I am. I figured I've drowned oh, already, so, so I need to crawl my way out somehow. But yeah. don't, don't well, and that's, that's the thing is like I, I I really appreciate the storytelling and like the because I'm like, I'm a filmmaker at heart. Like the, the visuals mm. in, in those movies are no Especially, pun intended. Like the new ones. Yeah, yeah. The they, new ones are beautiful. Even if you're like, like you said, yeah. they're like too many death stars, but you're like, when you see that death star and then they get into it, you're like, that's pretty dope. And you're telling <laughs> that's me there's pretty like cool. guys on that thing and they're going to blow up a planet. 
Okay. <laughs> right. Like, okay. Because there's a cool. secret button. They, okay. flew, they flew into it. Oh, they're <laughs> well, flying into also, it. Okay, I am a cool. sucker for deep lore. Like I, I'm a yeah, sucker fair. for any franchise that has something you can like. And again, going taking it back to Zelda. I know this is Nintendo Addiction Anonymous, so I shouldn't be on Nintendo, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. It Nintendo Zelda, Addiction like, Anonymous is apparently just literally NAA. anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just well, anything we want to talk about. But I love the fact that you can dive so deep into that lore, mm-hmm. and it's just a never-ending lore tunnel like i don't know it's it, it's yeah and i i love that i love when any franchise does that yeah. so that's well yeah when you've got me, 50 years investment job. like build that right you can, you can build that Ooh. lore <laughs> it's just like even right. james bond something that is very each movie is separate it, you could literally mm. they don't have to i mean the newer ones with daniel craig they try to like rein them in all together but right you could watch anyone at any time and be like james bond having an adventure james bond having an adventure mm. but it's right they've built a world around him where you're like oh, he could meet up with Q in Cuba and then get like a laser watch and do all this. Like <laughs> right. the, the world is, it's it's an open door. And the more that door mm-hmm. is widened and opened for everyone right. and everything, it just can be so rich. <laughs> it's true. I mean, like why deny door. creativity? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Frozen podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's everything. This is the everything it's podcast. True. The everything. It's like an everything bagel. It's just better the more stuff you put in it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, do you guys have anything else that you want to say? Any more little like pet peeves or loves about? I've talked about Star pod? Wars enough, so uh, I think. I'm- yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're checked out then. <laughs> I, oh <my laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like we've definitely hit the big points. Um, mm. Honestly, the biggest thing is just trying to keep up with the the ever changing demands of the nintendo community yeah um i can't even like, fathom yeah or like you know i i did like a i wasn't like joking on our podcast. i did a, to be in smash we know we're right. aware oh, yeah. of that oh yeah well and i did like the face reveal type deal and like literally after i did that we lost like 50 followers a day for like two yeah. weeks and it's like <laughs> I it's assholes nonsense yeah i yeah I can't win with my following either. Like literally, like as soon as I post anything, I lose several followers, and it's just like, You're like what? It was, was that was my post a reminder right. for you to leave? Like, right? <laughs> oh wait, yeah, no. <laughs> like, why did you follow me in the first place? <laughs> yeah, like if it's my face, people are annoyed that it's not virtual photography, and if it's virtual photography, people are annoyed that it's not my face. Like, I cannot right. win. I absolutely cannot win. Pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a lane, no, but yeah, I, I like Zach. Yeah, it's just the uh, be cool, everybody. Be cool. Let's have fun yeah. together. That's what gaming was. Let's go back to the days of split screen where you could only play with three other people. Like, <laughs> right? Chill out. And overall, it has been a super blast. I mean, I, yeah. I I love hosting the podcast. Dave and I have done creative endeavors together since college, so we're very familiar with each other's banter, and it's just been fun to find a topic that we can just sort of land on and yeah. just geek out about. You, you know? don't have to worry about Yeah, it's it's kind of, I feel bad for saying this, but it's kind of la- a lazy job. Like, I feel like I know I don't really have to prepare <laughs> a whole lot of, well, like, not prepare, but like the scripted right. aspect of it. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say and they're going to be dead air because I can't get sure. a response out of Zach. Or, you know, like, I know, yeah. Right, that's right. Just, right. Yeah. Two peas yeah. in a weird Nintendo pod. Also, Dave, I, I always say that Dave is like the, the Johnny Depp to my Tim Burton because- Anytime that I make a short Amazing. film, I call Dave and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to be a, a giant monster that terrorizes this little girl? Cool. 
Uh, oh, hey, Dave, yeah, I'm doing this definitely. thing. And that's usually Johnny Depp, too. I mean, let's I'm like, I'm like, what a weird, I'm like, oh, gosh, what a comparison. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, he's in all of Tim Burton's things, oh, yeah. you know. No, I love it. Is that That's a great thing, though. Like, there was, uh, I've had roles where, or I've had stuff where Zach will give me a speaking role where I'm speaking the whole time in the thing, or I'm playing a, a, a monster where I have zero roles, and I get to walk around and be creepy. For, it's just Oh, great. my gosh. That I was so it. much fun. The last one that we did was called The Creaking Man, and it was co-written by my friend Jim Miller, and Dave was like this, like, a, like 1800, a guy got hanged, basically. Like, yeah, he he was hanged lovely. and like, and had, like his body has come head. back to retake God. this doll that this girl had found and he wants this doll back. And so he like he has no intention of harming the girl, but he's like hanging out outside and every time one of his limbs move, you hear like the crack of the of like, like the rope creeps. and like the bridge. Ooh, yeah. Creepy. Yeah. I'll send you the link. I know it's you don't cool. like scary yeah, things, but you should watch fun. it. No, no. Oh, I'll and we had a great actress too. She was so fantastic. It was her first like oh my gosh. little gig and she yeah. was fantastic. It was it was uh yeah, it was Jim's daughter her yeah. first time acting she and fantastic. she crushed it. Yeah. That's amazing. Anyway, That's so cool. <laughs> amazing crew, great cinematographer, like everyone on set our our costumer was amazing. Like uh, literally so everyone fun. involved. Collaboration. That was That's awesome. Best. And well, like we said, yeah. we're gonna come to Ireland, so we're gonna collaborate. We're gonna do a live Hell show. Yeah. We gotta do it. Done deal. Hell yeah. I've got an acting background and an oh, yes. opera background. Like Let's I'm, I'm here for it. Do it. Let's do it. So, on that positive note, that is going to uh, be the conclusion of this podcast. But first, I just have to talk about my freaking community of the Late to the Game gang. They, like, all of you guys are just so so wonderful, and you know, thank you so much for your endless patience with me when it comes to my tech struggles when it comes to needing uh you know god i need a pc that's the end of it and we now were... i've said it so people are gonna hold me to it <laughs> i think if 2020 taught us anything we all need pcs i think oh, we all so gotta true. fight the bullet and get a pc <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um, so without further ado, uh, you can find me everywhere on readilygamer.com that has links to all of my other stuff. And if you want to join the discord community, please, please, please do. There are links to that everywhere as well. So as we part ways, fellas, where can people find you? How can they contact you and, you know, pick your brains? Yeah, uh, honestly, the, the, the best place, really the only place that we check full time is the Nintendo addiction Instagram. So that's just nintendo.addiction if you want to listen to the podcast it's nintendoaddictionpodcast.com uh it's also just on every podcast platform but really the instagram is the best place to uh to reach out to us and we would love to chat with you yeah Uh, so so talk to us uh you can find (laughs) yeah and you can find me personally on instagram at the dave of wonders and I'm on there name. at the Zach Rogers. It's mostly just pictures of my wife and dog. Yeah, there's not a lot on there. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, that is the end of Late to the Game episode four. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. And thank you, Zach and Dave, for being here. You were absolutely wonderful. And thank this is you. not thank the so last. This no. is not the last Nintendo Addiction no. Anonymous. They will be back. No, we have to, we have to vent. You have to let, we're like a pressure valve. You've got to open it up. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah definitely thank you so much for for having us on and for letting us chat yeah absolutely all right so goodbye everyone bye see ya